G'day guys, what's going on? It is week eight of the NFL season, first down under here to tell you all about it. I'm Zach and joined as always by the incomparable Charlie, late to the party king. How are you doing, buddy? Why am I late to the party? Because you want to buy a pair of Birkenstocks. <laughs> I do not. You've constantly flogging me for having them over the past couple of years. Yeah. yeah Even our mate that dresses like a dad has a pair of Birkenstocks. Yeah. <laughs> Rod and gun. Yeah. I think, uh, no, my girlfriend wants to buy them for me. I, I'm, 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 you know, I'm keen to try new things, but I'm just not sure about the fact that I've given you shit for so long for wearing them, and now I'm going to have to wear them. And, and basically, it follows a similar trend of clothing for us. I feel like I just pretty much emulate what you do two years later without recognizing it. Like, almost like it's a general thing. It's like you subliminally yeah. kind of look up to me. Yeah. And in a, in a, I, I in could a fashion see that. sense. Certainly so, not in a literal sense. Yeah, so I went and bought some black, thongs, some black thongs today in the city for, for Noosa, because we'll be up in Noosa this week. We will be back Tuesday next week to report the, record the potty in Melbourne. We, we may. Not, I mean, I'd love to record the potty in Noosa. Why not? We could live, do it live. We should do it live while we watch a huge... Monday night football clash yeah. between Dallas and Tennessee. <laughs> I mean, tough to get us <laughs> off the couch for that bad boy. I uh, I can't wait. We got a lot to get to. Yeah. Uh, before we get to all the games and yeah. how our multis went, which there could be a little bit of surprise. <laughs> the big news. Yeah. Hugh Jackson. Devastating. I thought he was in for coach of the year. <laughs> Honestly, unfortunately, Hugh Jackson, uh, head coach of the Cleveland mm. Browns, has been mm. fired today halfway through the season. So, too, has offensive coordinator Todd Haley. Just a package deal. Yeah. a real ruthless sign. And I didn't think the Cleveland Browns possessed, to be honest. I mean, I know that they were going poorly. They're now 2-5-1, and I think, on the season. That's it. Um, They're pretty anemic on offense. They've been pretty anemic on offense in most first halves of games that I've seen this year. They normally wait till the third quarter to get going. Uh, But Hugh Jackson, I mean, all the hard knocks storylines that I saw throughout the preseason – Thought he was thought he was something special just because he was the only coach I saw <laughs> on the inside. See, there was a part for me when I was watching the hard knocks is I just felt like he was not the kind of coach that would inspire you or you would want to run through a wall for. Like yeah. I, I, I don't look up to him. There's yeah. just something about him. I didn't believe his words, and maybe that's what's that. Maybe that's what happens after two seasons and mm. one win, which is also the shocker, man, because Hugh Jackson. I mean, he doubled his win total from the past two years I know, I in know. half a season. He, he, well, what do they expect from him? His stat line speaks for itself. You can't dispute. When you look at the numbers, <laughs> where did they expect to be at this point in the season? Two, five, and one's actually pretty good when you look back yeah, at Hugh Jackson's it, tenure. I mean, it yeah. just begs the question, why didn't they fire him at the start of the year? Why didn't they fire him in January, try and bring in a new guy? A lot of yeah, questions. The Browns enough, living up to their name just yeah. in an absolute shitstorm. Right not, enough the, not enough of a sample size. Maybe they thought eight games was sufficient. And then they pulled the trigger on Todd Haley, a veteran offensive coordinator who they poached from the AFC North rival Steelers. I believe the Steelers let him go. The actually. Steelers may have let him go, whatever it is. <laughs> I, don't uh, think, I don't think they came with a contract <laughs> and said, we want you to leave Ben Roethlisberger and come join us with Tyrod Taylor. Well, I thought Todd Haley was something special as well. Um, uh, clearly, clearly uh, not. Clearly, hard knocks got to you. Yeah, <laughs> it did. It was. It, I had an emotional connection, just like having an emotional connection to the tight end, David Ngaku. Um, but yeah, Todd just tart, 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 tart. It was a package deal for the Browns, and they. Uh, it was pretty ruthless for me this morning, but um, yeah, emotional they, uh, for you clearly. Their replacement 
is uh, the defensive coordinator, Williams. Greg I Williams. Think. Greg Williams is the interim head coach. Is uh, a PR disaster in his own right. He was, of course, uh, infamously heading the Bounty Gate scandal for the New Orleans Saints back in 2010. Wow. He was the defensive okay. coordinator that was asking his players to knock out opposing. Oh, yep. That was hilarious. Yep. Uh, quarterbacks and mm. other skill position players. So Which all coaches do. Just some some, uh, some stories get out. That's, some that, stories that's, get that's out. This that's was all, the big one. And happens. his head is the one that rolled. Yep. But where does this leave uh, the Browns, mate? Is it is it a good day for the Cleveland Browns, do you think? I think so. If I'm a Cleveland Browns fan, I'm thinking this organization does not put up with this kind of stuff. Two, five, and one. With Baker Mayfield at the <laughs> helm. Four we Shame are, on you. Exactly. <laughs> Zero and 16. Four me twice. Uh. We are a ruthless organization that's going to take a stand on poor coaching. And if I'm, yeah, I'm a Cleveland Browns coach. I'm not, it's not like my franchise has gotten any worse without Hugh Jackson. Yeah. Well, uh, let me throw a couple of stats at you, Chaz. Since the new owner's taken over in 2010, he's had yeah. four head coaches. Yeah. The Steelers have had that many in 30 years. Wow. And the Despite last the fact that Mike Tomlin's garbage and they haven't got rid of him. Uh, he won them a Super Bowl. Yeah, when? And they have been consistently in the playoffs. Let's, win, let's, 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 when did he win them the Super Bowl? Uh, I think just a year or two before Aaron Rodgers won his last Super Bowl. So that was, that's a good so one. was a while ago. Good little slip in. That uh, was a while ago, It was Chaz. 2008, Zach. Yeah, all right, give him a go. Better than Marvin Lewis. Man, hasn't won a playoff game in 15 years. <laughs> anyway, we're, we're off the topic here. Uh, circling back. The, another stat I want to throw at you, and uh, you might have heard this on uh, social media. The Cleveland Browns have fired the last six head coaches after a Steelers loss. Wow. Let that sink in. I'm talking Mike Pettin, Hugh Jackson, uh, Michael Lombardi. I, I can't remember the others, but I can't imagine that they were great. Uh, that guy, um, you know, he's on uh, the NFL Live crew. I, I forget his name. It's Look, so, the, the Steelers, they're, they're, they're the bogey side. And it's similar to when I kicked the winning goal for Old Brighton and firing the old Zavs coach. Um, is that what happened? Yeah. They call me the coach killer down at the Melbourne <laughs> Hotel. Um, so, you know, similar story. Similar storyline. Apparently, Baker Mayfield is not upset that Hugh Jackson was fired. Oh, I did That's read about the story. that. Yeah, the chemistry wasn't quite there. Yeah. Didn't believe in him, like you say. Didn't believe in his words. Jim Dorsey showing that ruthless nature. Um, I don't, you know, I think they'll, they'll compete for the rest of the season hard. And then I think they rebuild for next year. Is a Sean McVay out there for the Cleveland Browns? I'm not too sure, but I think they. I think I think this was a right call. Well, uh, Vale, Hugh Jackson, and mm. his tumultuous three thirty-six and one career with the Cleveland That's Browns. About ten percent. You can't ten percent's not bad in this wow. in this day and age. You know, and he's and he's definitely he's improved this year. Mm. Uh, you know, and it's hard to knock a guy when he's you know. Potentially the most improved. Yeah. But alas, he's uh, he's on his way, Chaz. Uh, normally, we like to kick off the show with some Monday night football. Mm. Uh, but this week, it was an absolute stinker. Absolute. And it, it feels like ESPN's been really stitched up. I mean, yeah. you have Derek Anderson going against Tom Brady. Uh, they're, giving, exactly. they're giving Thursday night football a run for crappiest game of the week. I don't know what it is. Oh, I wonder what's I mean, on this Thursday, though. I think it's Derek I think it's, Carr. Uh, no, I think yeah, it's Derek Carr hosting uh, CJ Bethard. <laughs> so nah, the Thursday night football is still firmly according the, the, to the hostel and news to make sure there's some sort of connection because I will not get be seven missing made it. out. Yeah, dust it off. I don't care if it's 35. Or I'm not missing CJ Bethard. Trying to dismantle the Raiders. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that is the worst Thursday night football game I've heard of in a long time. I guess the worst possible matchup too. Yeah, in terms of just pure irrelevance. Yeah. And garbage play. 
coming off a tough loss. It's always like people just want to laugh at Gruden. Mate, let's kick into the champagne football. Let's I think uh, the Monday night game is going to be kicked right back to the stinkers. That, yeah, that headline. Yep. Uh, so let's start with Green Bay at mm. LA. Mm. What a game it was, Charlie. Uh, mm. i got to admit, mate, I was watching it what and thinking to myself, the last thing I need is for the Green Bay Packers to beat the undefeated LA Rams. Charlie, of course, was on a high. I was frothing it. Because the Texans are on a five-game winning streak. Yep. Uh, the Eagles are in a bit of a slump. Yep. Facing My, London Bortles. London Bortles as well. Yep. I mean, yep. the stress factors uh, <laughs> through the roof. The Ravens did not show up in the first half against Carolina. No surprise. The last thing I needed was Aaron Rodgers to pull yeah. out some magic and uh, mm. reassert his dominance in the NFC. Uh, they got up early. 10 yeah. nothing, And for the first time all year, it looked like the Green Bay defense was playing like it had Reggie Miller on the front line. Exactly. They did. They looked and, really good. And the uh, the Rams were forced to punt on their first three drives. Mm. And I'm, I'm, I'm sweating bullets at this point. Yeah. Because I also have a bit of cash on the Rams. <laughs> <laughs> really doubled down. Uh, fortunately, LA fought back, as they yep. do. They're just a team of studs. But, Chaz, we got to talk about Ty Montgomery. Take the touchback, give the ball to Aaron Rodgers yep. to try and win the game. So yep. let, let's set the scene. The, the Packers are down by two. LA's mm. 29 to 27. Aaron Rodgers is about to get the ball back. With about 2.40 left on the clock. Mate, he may as well have the whole game. Like that yeah. is that is three hours in That's Aaron Rodgers' time. Absolutely. And yep. like he did against the Bears earlier this year, like he did against the Cowboys, 49ers. 47 times. The Cowboys, every time they seem to play, yeah. Yeah. It, it looked like all he needed was a field goal to win this game. He didn't even need to score a touchdown, which I sh- yeah. I'm almost certain he would have. It's a back shoulder to Devonta. It's a Geronimo Allison up the seam. Uh, Crosby out there, hit a 52. Now, apparently, Ty Montgomery, before receiving this kick, was upset on the sideline. Uh, well, he must have been. Yep. And uh, he wasn't happy. To, he wasn't getting much of a go yep. in the game plan. And Mike McCarthy says, take the touchback. And Ty Montgomery says, now nah, I'm going to do me. Ty Montgomery decides to bring it out. And the ball is loose. Rams say they have the ball as Montgomery spits it up. And it's L.A. football. It looked like Ramik Wilson, a backup linebacker, delivered the big hit on Montgomery. Can you believe that? Just a decision alone by Montgomery, deep in his own end zone, knowing you're going to spend time off the clock to get you the two-minute warning, and you're nowhere close to the 25, and now give it away. Get that son of a bitch off the field right now. Out. He's fired. He's fired! <laughs> he did not. A, a dead set. That is what the rumors are coming out of the Green Bay locker room. Everyone uh. is... Pissed. I saw this article. It was like frustration over special teams or something. Yeah, this Today. is this is what happened with Ty Montgomery. So then oh. he decides to play hero ball, oh. takes the ball out. You know, you, you take the touchback. The ball's yeah. set up at the twenty, the twenty, twenty-five, No, the twenty yard. I'm pretty sure it's twenty-five now. It's twenty. Uh, no, let's it, get, we'll get it. It's twenty. Yep. How much do you want to bet? Five bucks. Another. What about another hour in the swimming cap? Latte. No. What about what about um? If I win, I'll wear the cap for an hour. <laughs> no, so wait. <laughs> yeah, done. If you win, yeah, I'll wear the cap for an hour as well. If you lose, you've got to wear the cap for two hours. Yeah, to give the listeners context, I lost a bet last week having a few beers that um, would result in me wearing a swim cap at the Noosa RSL Sunday night, which is like peak 
time for the news of triathlon fans. Um, so I'll be wearing that for an hour. Now you're saying you'll wear, you'll join me. I'll join you. Yeah, I'll you wear it for an hour. You wear it for an hour as well. Okay, no, and, and, if, I, and I wear it for two if I lose. Let's let's not make it two. Let's make it swimming cap and goggles. Swimming cap and goggles for the full hour. For the full hour. Okay. I will be refused service, most <laughs> now, likely kicked out. Now, you will have to <laughs> buy... At, at six o'clock. You will have to buy at least one round. <laughs> yeah, of course. That's, like, that's the whole point. Yeah. Okay, Can't thank you. I just sit in the corner like, like enough. Uh, we'll have to Google that before before yeah. the end of the show. We're well, going to be Googling we, okay. that. Yeah, okay. Yep. Um, let, let, let's keep moving. So, yep. Ty Montgomery can take the touchback, give the ball to Aaron Rodgers. He'll do his magic, and they're yep. going to beat the undefeated Rams. Instead, he suffers a fumble. Fumble. Yep. Unbelievable play. Even Aaron Rodgers was pissed on the sideline. He's like, well, that, that has cost us the game. Mm. That has cost us the game. What, a, yep. what an absolute prick. Yep. And uh, Todd Gurley breaks the hearts of any fantasy owner, anyone who had the over, and anyone who had the Rams plus nine. That. Yeah. As he takes a knee instead of running in for an easy touchdown. Yep. Do you think that's going to affect Absolutely his MVP Absolutely did the chances? right play. Absolutely not. Don't be silly. But you would have been won up. won in the game. But if you score a touchdown, on. you'd be up by nine. No, if they score the touchdown, it'd be 35-27. And Greg Zerline, Z-banger, is not, you don't know if he's going to make that extra point. And he's, called the ball back. he's called Greg the leg. I know, he's called Greg the leg, but you do not give the ball back to Aaron Rodgers with the threat of missing a PAT, which yeah. he probably would have done. Aaron Rodgers Aaron down Rodgers nine, touchdown. somehow yeah. scores nine. Exactly. Um, he's just like, Ty Montgomery, just goddamn put your knee down, and I'll do the rest. I'll drive us 80 yards against one of the NFL's best defenses, 240, whatever it is, timeout. Oh, oh, they're bloody sleep. Their pass defense isn't that great either. Like, yeah, yeah. their front seven's well, strong, but we learned something that the Rams are vulnerable. And if they if they play Green Bay and Jan, if we get there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was just gonna say Green Bay slides to three, three, and one. Yeah, three, on three, the and one. Got the Patriots, they look vulnerable against the Bills, so that looks good for next Sunday night. Um, but yeah, I, I was impressed by the pack. I really did think this would be a an absolute blowout considering how the Rams were going. Um, but it was great to see him put up a fight. Good to see the Rams vulnerable, to be honest. Eight and zero, bit sick of their fans talking smack about him. Um, Which fans? Pete Funson, that's about it. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, it was a great performance, a good performance, something I'm proud of. Uh, but it's going to be tough next week uh, at New England. Yeah, uh, tough slate of games for both teams. I know the LA. Rams have got an absolute gauntlet, and if they can make it through the next three weeks, they got a big matchup coming up oh, against the Chiefs. It. Yep, and then they're, they're in a tough division. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. we'll talk about that a bit later. I'm, I, I'm liking these Seahawks. Man. I think I'm uh, not even kidding. Pete wants to get on for the Rams Chiefs podcast. Yeah, right. He wants to talk about it for a whole hour. If the, just that game. If the Rams get up, yeah, we will have the great Pete yep. Funston to yep. tell us why the Rams are going to win the Super Bowl. Chaz, moving on uh, to the Broncos at Chiefs. Our next champagne football. Uh, probably one of the easiest games to pick of the season when you think about it, the way Kansas City are playing Absolutely. and our faith in Denver. I don't know anyone who didn't have this team in their multi, apart from you, Zach, I think. I did not. You have did not it. have this team in your it. multi. Yeah, you, oh, missed, missed you, missed, you missed this one, yep. um, tactically, waiting for the 725 games, which you always seem to do. Um, the Broncos actually got off to a decent start. They're up 7-3 to three, uh, in the first quarter. But unfortunately, the game lasts 60 minutes. And... <laughs> Case Keenan was exposed as a result. Uh, uh, typically is. <laughs> you know, um, a, a tough game for Kansas City. They didn't score on the opening drive. First time all season. I thought, well, this is uh, it. Wrap this, it up. This is their season. Give it to the Rams. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. But this, uh, this, this Chiefs offense is unstoppable, dude. Seriously. They have that many pieces. Kareem Hunt in the backfield. Oh. Made some amazing plays. You see that one play he had. That hurdle touchdown. The hurdle TD where he just did not go down. He hurdles a guy. Looks like he's going to get tackled with 10 yards to go. And yeah. somehow just runs it in. Hilling up in the backfield. A little shovel pass. Caught by Hunt. Broke a tackle of Robbie. 
Hurdles him at the five. Counted for a touchdown. Holy Toledo. 23-yard touchdown run. You're going to watch one play for week eight. Be sure it's that. That did not disappoint. Travis Kelsey, for me, had his best game of the season. Uh, six catches, 79 yards, and a TD. Yeah, doing his thing. He's so cocky and arrogant, but they, you know, they love it. They how, need it. How about Sammy Watkins rocking up? Ah, just about to get to the stat line. 107 yards and a couple TDs. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Sammy. I mean, he, he didn't have a bad at the Rams, but he's just, he's, you know. Well, it was. He's he, the equivalent was, of the Rams in the AFC. He was a, he was a big, expensive off-season acquisition. I think yeah. it was three years, 48 million. Mm. Well, there's his contract. Yeah. And to this point, he hadn't had that breakout game. Oh, this is what we paid for. Yep. This week, he had it. Yeah. You know, you try and stop Kareem Hunt, you're going to hit Sammy Wapkins. You try exactly. and stop both. Oh, well, we got Travis Kelsey. Yeah, Travis Kelsey. Then you got Tyreek Kill. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to. There's one play I saw. I've, I think I've seen it eight or nine times this season, but it's just Tyreek slant. Patrick Mahomes gets out within about 0.03 of a second, hits Tyreek on the slant, and he's gone. It's a track mate. Like we as should. soon as he gets separation from the secondary, it's just, it's just game over. God, he must be fun to play with on Madden. Oh my God, stats would be unfair. That's why I would get it just for that, just for one, just for the slant to Tyreek Hill from Patrick Mahomes. Uh, Patrick Mahomes continues to struggle. He finished with twenty-four for thirty-four, three hundred and three yards and four TDs. He's now thrown twenty-six touchdowns, eight picks on the season. He is on pace for fifty-two touchdowns this year. That is insane. You know, yeah. uh, eight games into the season, it is only he. Tom Brady mm. and Peyton Manning, yeah, to have twenty six TDs at the halfway point yeah. of the season, yeah. which well, is pretty we, crazy. Yeah, well, yeah, Brady finished with fifty and 07, that undefeated season, which resulted in Eli Manning just saying not today, mm. and uh, against one of the best teams in football history, and only three behind Peyton Manning, who holds the record still for fifty five back in 2015. 2013? Uh, 2013, That's very good. Uh, this kid for me is the MVP, and I cannot, I cannot see him slowing down. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty tough to argue against him. Yep. You know, you hear chirp about Drew Brees, which would be great. Uh, a lot yeah. of talk about Todd Gurley because people are sick of quarterbacks. But at the yeah. end of the day, if you've got Patrick Mahomes on your team, yep. uh, you're going to win most games. I mean, the, the only question that is asked is, is he in the perfect offense for who he is? Okay. And going down the does Nick, he have, going down the Nick Foles perfect system. Does he have all the pieces yep. that would make anyone look good? Well, the counter argument is, Alex Smith was in the same offense last year, exactly. and he had 26 touchdowns all year. Yep. Whereas yeah, this guy's and, done that in that game. Yep. And Alex Smith's still a great quarterback. Still for oh, the Redskins. Hey, hey, they're five and two. They oh, no, they don't joke. Great football player. They don't joke. Quarterback. Uh, we should give some love to Denver. They did play in this game. They did participate. They were on the other oh, side yeah, right. of the ball. That's um, true. But it is impossible to give them love. Case Keenan finished with 262 for a couple of TDs and a pick. If I were Emmanuel Sanders or Demarius Thomas, they had a combined 87 yards receiving. I would get the hell out of that franchise. Yeah, well, they are the Ghana guys that are on the trade block. And by yeah. the time you hear this podcast, they may or may not have been traded. I mean, yep. Denver's sitting at three and five. You may as well sell some assets because these guys are not a part of your future plans. Yep. And neither is Case Keenum, really, at this point. No, we can all go. We can all lock that in. I still don't know if we can actually settle the Kirk Cousins Case Keenum debate. Really? No. Yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah, it's a toughie. I, I, I don't think so. As a Packers who, fan, who as, is as, the a, bigger as virgin? an unbiased one, one I, the, the virgin competition. It is. We've got to get that back. Neck and neck. <laughs> Literally. Um, <laughs> yeah, we'll get on to that later. The Chiefs are 7-1 and one with the Chargers. They're still holding their heels, the Chargers. They had the bye, they're 5-2. Mm. Yeah, did do well Phil, on the bye. Phil Rivers just says, look out for me. Uh, and, uh, put my bolo tie on and yeah. put the suit up. <laughs> Kate, you're right. And the uh, Broncos are three and five. 
And in my book, Zach, and I'm sure it's yours, they're out of playoff contention. Oh, they are done. I mean, yep. you take two losses to the Chiefs. In in division, you're going to lose to the Chargers. Yeah. At this point, you're just hoping to beat the Raiders. That uh, would be a nice send-off for their season. Uh, Broncos have definitely got an 8-8 eight eight whiff about them, possibly a 7-9 if they can get up. Still Start lucky the season, 2-0. Yeah. yeah, we'll see. I just reckon you know, you're going to get a couple of easy wins against Oakland, surely. Uh, mate, moving on, uh, the New Orleans Saints went to uh, Minnesota to take on those Vikings and got mm. the win 30-20. to 20. Big revenge game for New Orleans. They, of course, uh, went down in the divisional round last year of the playoffs. It was the Minnesota Minneapolis miracle. miracle. Yep, I think it's the Minneapolis Miracle. Okay. But Minnesota yep. Miracle, it's all good. Just checking the touchback rules. Yep. What are we on with the touchback rules, Chaz? Still Can we save it till the end? I haven't found it. Oh, we'll save it to the end. Save it to the end. We'll, fi- we'll figure out who is, uh, who's wearing the swimming cap and yep. who's wearing the goggles. Already done the answer. It is, it is Charlie. Oh, well. Uh, <laughs> right again. So. Uh, it's very good. Yeah. So, yep. Back, yep. Saints Vikings. Yep. Charlie clearly uh, follows the game closely. <laughs> um, uh, Chaz, there was a huge moment in this game. Um, if people have seen it, uh, watching it, you kind of knew the gravity of the situation when it happened. They started Kirk Cousins. <laughs> well, no, that was the start of the season. <laughs> we were all worried. But uh, Minnesota came out and they're up 13-10. Feeling pretty comfortable in yeah. the home crowd. Everyone's yelling skull. It's it's bloody great. Adam Thielen having another monster game. He got another 100 yards, by the way. Oh, he's a beast. He's a beast. Oh, he's a freak. However, huge mistake on his part. Uh, takes a quick pass from Kirk Cousins. Mm. Runs up the same. Fumble. Trying to pull off the two-for-one score at the end of the half and get the ball to start the third quarter. Pass caught by Thielen. Uh-oh. And he loses the ball at the 13-yard line. And it's picked up. If it's a live ball, and it appears to be at this particular point, you got Lattimore coming the other way, and he'll take it to the 32-yard line. Massive fumble. Uh, it's picked up. Run back for, like, another 50 yards or so. Drew Brees and the Saints. Score a touchdown, and all of a sudden, it's a fourteen-point turnaround because yeah. it really looked like the uh, the Vikings were going to go up twenty to ten yeah. before the end of the half, and they yeah. were going to get the ball back. Yeah. And instead, now the now the Saints are ahead, and really they never looked back since. So it was yeah. like the Saints were in complete control from that. Um, another crucial error from Stefan Diggs trying to mm. counteract all the good that he did in the Minneapolis Miracle. He's uh, running, and he's got Williams on him, the same guy that missed the tackle in that play. Mm. Running around, pulls up for whatever reason, just stops running. Williams keeps running, and Kirk Cousins just throws it directly to Williams, where mm-hmm. he is assuming that Stefan Diggs is going to be. I think that just about killed it. Case Keenan wouldn't have made that throw. He w- <laughs> he would have checked his progressions and said Stefan stuffed the route up. Yeah, and I- hit up Kyle Rudolph on the seam. Well, if there's one ball, one boy who likes to hold on to the ball, it is Case Keenan. <laughs> and we know he would not have anticipated that throw. It may have saved him the interception. I think you're right. That's hey, incredible, though. Weird game it's, for yeah. Drew Brees, man. Yeah. He only threw for 120 yards and a touchdown with one interception. Didn't right. matter. They yeah. still scored 30 points. And we got Alvin Kamara. Exactly. Mark yeah. Ingram also doing a bit, and defense chipped in with a touchdown of its own. So, big win yeah. for the Saints. They moved to 6-1, and one, and I get the feeling. like We know the Saints are good. I just get the feeling. But if, if they were 6-0 and oh, and then lost this week, that's, <clears> they'd be talk of the town. But because they yeah. lost week one, it was always like they were a team that you kind of had in the secondary tier. 
Yeah, who did they lose to? Week they one? lost to the Bucks and the Fitz oh, Magic. Yeah, they got Fitz overwhelmed. Magic, yeah. yeah. So we all went, oh, the Saints, maybe they're not so good. Yeah. And now that they're six and one, you, you, I kind of look at their record. I'm like, oh, shit. They've pulled off six wins in a row and they are completely dominant. Yeah. And they're probably going to have some kind of home field advantage, barring. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of chat on NFL networks. I'm seeing the Saints being the Super Bowl team just because of Drew Brees and his experience. Well, you know, the defense is an entirely shit house, which is was normally be the case with New Orleans. <laughs> they had to put up 45 points to stay relevant. Yeah, and you know they got Alvin. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Mark Ingram, Alvin Kamara in the backfield, Michael Thomas. They got some absolute beasts on offense. Absolutely. And you know, there's just so much to like about this team. So I think that uh, it's going to be huge that Saints Rams. Whoever's hosting the NFC Championship game, that's going to be massive. I mean, we're looking at 1A, 1B right now yep. between these two teams. I think the rest is pretty much cannon fodder in the NFC. Are, are they facing off this week? The Rams and the Saints? Because uh, if sure. they are, we well, may have to cancel. I think I would have seen that. Cancel Monday. Oh, absolutely. I think I would have seen that come across. I did go through week nine games. Um, but I do feel like it's close. It's within maybe the next couple of weeks. Maybe it's within a fortnight we'll be able yeah. to see. Hold on, let me get it. Let's get it up here. Ah, uh, the fifth el- of the eleventh. That's yeah. Monday. That's Monday. Holy smokes! Oh, bye. That is Rams and Saints. The Saints are traveling to the Rams. We'll be we will be pretty dusty. Thirty job on Fox. That's Troy Aikman and Joe Buck. Oh, we are getting up for that, mate. Oh, that boy. is huge. Wowee! Oh, guys, if you're going to watch a game next week, that's got to be it. And oh my Packers, God. Patriots. This is just really, where do you stop? And then we got Jets, Dolphins. What <laughs> five? You got yeah. A storied history between those two proud franchises. <laughs> or Bears, Bills. Whatever, I mean, whatever you want. Uh, <laughs> Pick your poison. This may as well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my Lord. What a slate of games. Yeah. Well, that's very exciting. That's Holy very, that's very good. There Rams you go. Saints. All us talking I'm about. I'm very aroused. Yeah. Uh, this could be the tiebreaker. Yeah. And This is literally the NFC Championship. Uh, if there's anything to learn from the Packers game, it's that these Rams are vulnerable, and also their home field advantage yep. is not that much of an advantage. If you looked mm. at the LA Coliseum, it looked like Lambeau. There were that oh, many cheeseheads there, man. Yep. It was crazy. I couldn't believe it. But, I, you know, testament to our fan base and the level of loyalty uh, with amongst the cheeseheads. I think it's something only Packers fans can understand why there were so many. Yeah, of course, Charlie, um, the so that's Wisconsin great. native. That's, good, that's uh, great. So, bleeding uh, green and yellow. Yeah. Moving on. Zach had this in his champagne football. I don't know why. We had the Bucks, the Tampa Bay Bucks, traveling to the Cincinnati Bengals. And it went down to the wire. My goodness, this was a great matchup. Uh, an incredibly frustrating one if you were a Jameis Winston fan, a Bucks fan. Are there any Jameis Winston fans? Um, oh, really? I think there are point? a few. And uh, creep. it was the Bengals getting off to the hot start, Zach. Um, they were cooking on offense. Joe Mixon, this Bengals RB, he's having a great season. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you noticed too much last year. I, I certainly didn't. I, I don't think he even popped up last year. I don't year. think he popped up at all. Tyler Boyd, Bengals receiver. Every time I watch, watch games. He's really he's, he's emerged. TDs. He's a yeah. great number two option to yeah. AJ Green. Yeah, really filling in that void that uh, Muhammad Sanu, I think, left, moving yeah. to the Falcons. And uh, the Bengals were actually up 27 to 6 with two minutes remaining in the second quarter. So any uh, any kind of uh, NFL fan with some level of understanding would think this is this is wrapped up. This, this is, is tie bow on it. This is yeah, tie bow on it. Twenty seven to six. Well also Jameis Winston um, was playing like Jameis Winston. He'd exactly. thrown four picks and it wasn't like they were picks that bounced off hands or they were someone else's no, they mistake. They were blatant overthrows. They were like 
like shanks. Just, yeah, hundred percent. There was yeah. one where he just literally threw it <laughs> directly into Preston Brown. Like it was a like, dude. What were you looking at? Maybe it's because their uniforms are a little similar. Yeah, that can be confusing. But they were black and white. Yeah. So I mean, you know, I'm just saying. But uh, James Winston yeah, uh, had a stinker. Yeah, yeah. He, he gets did, pulled. He did. He did. Uh, yeah, I was about to say he went on an absolute stink fest to start the second half. He threw his fourth pick. Uh, four a pick six, resulting in his benching and the activation of Fitzmagic. And um, wait, wait, did he wave his wand? But what an F! We have to congratulate Jameis for holding that QB position for four weeks. That's that's something to acknowledge, I think. And I don't think Fitzmagic will be there for four weeks. And, uh, and might I offer my condolences to Dirk Cutter? Um, obviously, he was yeah. trying to be first coach fired yeah. by benching. Fitzpatrick in the first place. A lot of his close James mates Winston. would have lost some cash on that. Yep. Uh, unfortunately, Hugh Jackson beat him to the punch. Yep. Um, now we're back to the Fitzmagic. And i got to say, I think it's time for Dirk yeah. to go <laughs> and give someone who deserves Ryan Fitzpatrick a chance. Because when your 35-year-old journeyman quarterback is lighting up your offense and showing everyone why yep. Mike Evans and OJ Howard and Deshaun Jackson mm. are elite mm. and uh, an elite bloody yeah. Pool of talent. Yeah. And, and Braith is Braith? Braith? Braith, number 84, Braith. tight end. Yeah, the big yeah. dude. Yeah. Big unit. He's a great player exactly. as well. It's like a different team. Honestly. And it's, it's like everyone gets, there. everyone gets pumped. They're like, yeah. oh, thank God, our boy's back. Yeah. And we've had to put up with, uh, let's let's eat some W's Winston. Exactly. So, you know, Fitzmagic came out, said, check this out, lads. I'm going to bring us back. He connected with Mike Evans on a TD to make it 34-26. Uh, just incredible. Uh, we will get on that. And uh, the Bengals just completely stopped altogether on offense in the fourth, fourth quarter. I don't know what it was. Um, they just completely stopped. They literally, I think Mark Marvin Lewis chucked the second unit out there. Uh, and I, I couldn't believe what I was watching. The Bengals team made Fitzmagic look like Aaron Rodgers mm-hmm. on a drive, which I actually saw live, which started from the Bucks. 20-yard line with about 2.45 left. Gain of 27 on the last play. Fitzpatrick with time. Adam Humphreys goes out of bounds. Fitzpatrick looks sharp. He really does. Ryan Fitzpatrick on fourth down the throw, and it's going to be a touchdown for the Bucs. O.J. Howard. Now Fitzmagic wants two to force the time. They get the two-point conversion, of course. Of course. Uh, so I'm thinking, okay, I'm still alive here. Well, because, you, had, uh, you had a pun on the Bengals. Yeah, I had a pun on the three, Bengals. So minus three point five. Minus three and a half. So yeah. I was, I was watching. I was looking at the highlights, um, looking at the halftime score. And it was twenty-seven to six in the gym, and I'm like, "Jeez, I feel it minus three. I had uh, the Skins to win. They're going to beat the Giants. Yeah. I had the Chiefs to beat the Broncos. It's going to happen. And uh, the Pats at minus fourteen. So I said, "Okay, all I need is the the Bengals to get minus three and a half. That wasn't to be the case. They uh, but I was thinking at 34 apiece, you know, I'm still alive. It'll probably go to OT. The Bengals will win by TD in overtime because that's generally sure. what happens. But Andy Dalton said, fuck that. I'm going to orchestrate a drive in 34 seconds to put us in within field goal range. And they kick the field goal and win 37-34, crushing my multi, which really... Well, that's what they do. That three and a half really hurts Considering you. every result this weekend, I would have actually won um, because I had the Pats at minus 14. Yeah. yeah. So that was, that was the literally the only thing that I didn't get right. And I would have had 95 bucks in my hand right now. Well, if don't, the Bengals could hold on to a lead at 27 to don't six. Don't bet on Andy Dalton. I think yeah, that's what we Andy Dalton. So I pretty much say that I can't bet on anyone now anymore well, after you, eight weeks. Yeah, we are running out trust, of teams that you can bet you, on. You cannot trust. Um, so that was devastating. The Bengals are now five and three, third in the AFC North. The Bucks are three and four, tied with the Falcons for third in the NFC South. Still so, holding on. Still to, holding on. To relevance. Still it's holding very on. impressive. Yeah. 
and Cincinnati five and three. I was surprised. I thought they were worse than five and three. They're still in control of that division. I think they're better than five and three. They are five and three. I think they're better than five and three though. Oh, oh, you better than their records. I was suggests. like, there's only been eight weeks, Charlie. Yeah, no, no, I think they're better than their record <laughs> suggests. Okay, okay. Yeah, they don't, they're not five and three. They're not a five and three club. I would send them out against in a wild card game against any team and think Cincinnati, a Cincinnati, absolutely, really? absolutely. After they, what about what they did to the Chiefs last week? Put up ten points, drop. That's not going to happen. Not going to go to Arrowhead. <laughs> I put them up against card, any wild card team. Are they? Except you know. Yeah. yeah, I guess they're not. They play the Texans or something in the wild card and beat them. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Marvin Lewis, he's had 15 years to do that, yeah, and yeah, he yeah. still hasn't done it. So, yeah. Chaz, let's uh, let's keep this podcast moving. We're going to get onto the games that were, you know, you're not good. You're not good. Uh, and allow me to start with the Washington Redskins powering through to a 5-2 and two record, beating the G-Men 20-13. to 13. They dropped to 1-7, and seven, and uh, it was all off the back of Adrian Ageless. Adrian Peterson. All day. Mr. All day. 149 yards, one touchdown. Uh, He's the centerpiece of their offense. Mm. Uh, The big offseason acquisition was Alex Smith from the Chiefs, who they gave up a second rounder for. They pick up Adrian Peterson like a week before the season. Mm. We've talked about it on the pod before. Mm. But my God, man, it is fun watching this guy absolutely tear it up. Yeah. Did you see this? I think it was a 64-yard TD he had. He just broke free. And the the G-man had no chance of stopping. I got it! It's Peterson, big hole, first down and more, still going, Adrian Peterson inside the 20, the 10, touchdown, 64 yards. Oh God, it's good to hear. Just incredible, he, he had 149 yards rushing, he is just absolutely turned back the clock, and Alex Smith, this is the perfect running back for Alex Smith, who we know is the game manager of game managers, and you know, he finished with 178 yards again, he's not going to do too much, anything flashy. Adrian Peterson, he gives you a nice, up to. exactly gives you a nice run pass balance. They got no flashy receivers. They, I think you know John Do- Josh Doxton and uh, Paul Richardson aren't going to get it done. Crowder, oh yeah, was he even playing? I don't know. I don't no, think he was I playing. I can't see in the stats, but I think uh, Jordan Reed, you know, living up to the bill here, thirty-eight yards receiving. Nice. So there's a lot of good things there for the Skins, and incredibly, when was that period that everyone was telling me Jordan Reed was one of the best tight ends in football? It feels like that there was, was a five lot of years chat, ago, and it was pretty much every Thanksgiving game I heard Jordan Reed. He just step up, yeah, and then, against like Detroit, they'd be like the first game, which no one gives a shit about. God bless him. That's like your entree, and uh, it's it's great to see. It's great to see AP. I'm a huge fan. We both love him, and you know, if it were up to us, he would play for another fifteen. I hope he does. Yeah. I hope he does. Turning back yeah. the clock at 33. Who nah. says quarterbacks are done at 30? Mm. Uh, nothing flashy about the Redskins, Jazz, But no. I think they are playing the best brand of football in the NFC East. Well, that's not mind. hard to do. Yeah, <laughs> that is true. <laughs> but it's smart. It's efficient. Uh, their defense is playing really well. Yep. Their offensive line's great. And Adrian Peterson, yep. he's a beast. Uh, uh, he, do you think it's yeah. the end of the road for Eli Manning? I mean, this guy... He put up a touchdown and he put up some yards, but he's the master of the garbage time TD. Yeah. Throws what, what, one right at the end of the game. Yeah, I think it was 20 to when 6. It, didn't, it yeah. didn't matter. Yeah. But he gets a cheeky one. Pat yeah. out the stats. Help oh. someone's fantasy team. Yeah. Oh, God. He finished, yeah, finished with two picks. It just seems like a never-ending story, this guy. I mean, it's, yeah, what are they two. doing? What are they going to do with him? They're one and seven. Well, they got sacked seven yeah. times. The offensive line's still up the shitter. I mean, Odell and Saquon, are, it must be just sitting on the sideline wondering, mm. what are we doing here? This is yeah. supposed to be a, a, one of the great franchises of the NFL. Yeah. 
Odell's still had a good day at 136 yards off eight, eight, eight receptions. It's just classic. I just can't put it together, this franchise. No. Derek, and, uh, I, Derek, okay, if he doesn't get sacked throughout the year, Eli, Eli Manning will not be playing next year. Well, there's no way. Yeah. No. No. At no. this point. They're, they're pretty much tanking. They'll get someone in the draft. Yeah, there's a very good chance. Yeah. Unless they trade for Derek Carr. Or they trade for Teddy Bridgewater. Or Derek Carr. Yeah. Or David Carr. David Carr. David Carr can play. Give he, him a spell. He still throws a tight spiral. He, he, he had a little fastball come with Patrick Mahomes. He, he can play. Really? I'd give him a buzz. Oh, get him on. Yeah. That's Mark that. Vick. Matt That's Schaub. Uh, up. Are you, as an NFC East uh, you know, uh, member, are you worried about the skins? I'm glad that we still get to play him twice. Okay. Uh, it really puts the ball in our court, as yep. it were. But the Redskins do have a pretty easy schedule relative to the rest of the league for through the season. So, mm. of course, I'm concerned. I mean, yep. we're two games behind them, and mm. uh, that hurts. But if we can get them back with a couple of victories over the Redskins, then we'll yep. see. Yep. Philly was looking good, and we'll get on to them. Yep, we will. Uh, moving on to the year now. Good. Obviously, the Cleveland Browns, we discussed the head coaching and offensive coordinator fiasco. The Browns visited the Steelers uh, in a classic AFC North matchup. These two had that awesome week one game ending in a tie. Love uh, a tie. Love a tie. Uh, and the Browns got the early jump on the Steelers. They could have been up nine zip had our boy Chandler Cantanzaro not shanked a 40-yard field goal. Oh, I uh, thought we just, believed it just, in yeah, it. Yeah, just brought the life out of this Cleveland offense. A huge accent. I mean, he made... Threw the headset. He wasn't happy. <laughs> <laughs> he threw said, the headset for the last time. It was an emotional that, day. That shank, that lamp shank, really got the Steelers going. And uh, Antonio Brown, they had that Big Ben connection back. He had yep. two first-half receiving touchdowns. Uh, he was looking great. And, uh, dude, James Conner. Oh, I mean, seriously, you cannot bring Le'Veon Bell back with the way this guy's playing. Le'Veon who? Le- exactly. Why, why do you need him? Exactly. He had 100, 212 all-purpose yards and two touchdowns. That's crazy. Yeah. What, what I like about him particularly is he's just such a workhorse. And Le'Veon yeah. Bell was a workhorse that's, that's too. perfect word for him. But he just he feels like the kind of guy that you can give the ball to yeah. for the whole second half, and he's just going to run down the clock for you, yep. dominate, all yeah. the other players. He just seems like such a There's physical no runner. about him. It's just like, yeah. I'm just going to get every yard I can. Exactly. Potentially break my neck if I have to get an extra yard rather than going out of bounds like some flashy RBs do. Uh, and he's just ground and pound. He does not care. He's like, he's I'm, I'm keeping this fucking job. Nothing to lose. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Everything yeah. to gain. And, yeah. uh, well, there's some new triplets in Pittsburgh. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, He's got a great name. The, oh, absolutely. And a great number. James Carner. Everything about it. James Carner. He nailed it. Um. And uh, the Steelers, they, you know, they're getting back to that form. They're five, two, and one now. Big Ben and two fifty-seven. Four, two, and one. Five, two, and one. I think they're uh, four. four. They had a buy. They've had a buy. Four, two, and one. Four, two, and one. Um, Big Ben had two touchdowns, two hundred fifty-seven yards, passing off twenty-four of thirty-six. Browns QB Baker Mayfield had twenty-two for thirty-six of one hundred eighty yards, passing for two TDs and a pick. Obviously, we've discussed the Steelers are now four, two, and one. The Browns are now two, five, and one. Well and truly out of playoff contention. Looking for their new head coach as well, but uh, the Steelers, you know, getting a much-needed win uh, in the AFC North and uh, just keeping that distance between themselves and the Ravens and Bengals. Does Hugh Jackson ever get a job again in the NFL, offensive coordinator? I feel like once you're fired from the Browns, there's really nothing coming back from that. Well, Mike like, they're like the is last the defensive franchise. coordinator for the Packers. Which I was surprised to see. Uh, so like maybe, my, again, a defensive like coordinator in Green Bay. It's, it's again, another <laughs> bottom of the ladder job. That is a very good point. Yeah, but I, Hugh Jackson, how many, how many lifelines can you have? I mean, well, what, yeah, just a terrible culture. Yeah. No wins. Where did he coach prior to the Browns? I think he had a, 
couple of stints. Uh, one in the, for the Raiders, I believe. I think it might yeah, be I can see him in a Raiders. Raiders I can see him in a Raiders kit. Yeah, just yeah. Again, driving incompetence into yeah. the ground. Um, it would have been like the secondary offensive assistant coach, the Niners for a bit, maybe. I don't know. Ah, we'll see. I've seen him in weird places. I've seen him around. I've definitely seen his head around. Yeah. I'll recognize him. <laughs> Hey, mate, let's talk about the Baltimore Ravens yes. heading over to Carolina yeah. to take a loss, 36-21. Uh, to 21. My Ravens, which I was yeah. feeling very confident about, mm. um, uh, to refresh anyone who no, might have missed no, it. No reason to. Charlie and I uh, had a bet at the start of the season. Yeah. I believe the Ravens were a better unit than the Texans, and it was looking good for me by week three. Ill-informed. The Ravens were 2-1, and one, the Texans were 0-3, and the wheels were falling off. Well, momentum shifted, and the Baltimore yeah. Ravens are four and four. They took a pretty bad loss to the Carolina Panthers. Mm. Uh, your team is on a five-game winning streak mm-hmm. in our mm-hmm. AFC battle, and it hurts a little. But I got to say, it, it does feel to me that the Ravens are priming themselves for a right. huge second-half run. Yeah, Flacco is known for his his end-of-season runs. He actually oh. is in the playoffs in that twenty twelve season, but I does. just can't see this franchise. Yeah, him pulling off six out of oh, seven gonna, or five out of, I don't know, whatever he does. They're going to turn it up. Look, I genuinely believe Carolina is a contender after this win. Yep. They've had a lot of gutsy wins through the season. They're five and two now. Mm. And they're not at that Rams Saints level. But when you look at the rest of the NFC, it, the Panthers are next. Yeah, the next best team. Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. Um, great to see them get a win like this. There's bloody Cam Newton, mate. Yeah. He's showing right. us why he won the MVP a few mm. years ago. Rest the word. Newton with the keeper. To the 10, to the 5, to the end zone. Fourth rushing touchdown of the season for Cam Newton. Mm. He can do everything. He's a freak. I think we take it for granted a little bit. Uh, bloody Superman. There's all this hate on him because of the MVP season, then he... Then he almost went bust in the Super Bowl, and then everyone's like, "Ah, stuff him. He's a bit of a showboat, and all this yeah, kind of stuff." We don't, we're not recognizing the fact that he's beaten, yeah, as you said, quality teams and leading this offense. And well, I, I don't think I've seen him play, you know, as not as well as that twenty seven fifteen season. But the way the consistency with which he's playing, we have is was his biggest question mark. Yeah, and yep. he has been very consistent week to week. He's built yep. like Gronk. He's oh, got yeah. legs like Vic. He's a freak. If and I could be built as a player, I'd be Cam Newton. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Just as a human. Yeah. His fashion sense is through the roof. Yeah. I love it. He's off the charts. You can pull it off. Yeah. You can pull it off when you got that kind of swagger. Yeah. He's always chewing his blue gum. Yeah. He's always oh, that on blue brand. Gum gets a workout. Yeah. It does. And you yeah. got to respect that. Yeah. Uh, and the and guy is uh, continuing to improve his accuracy. And every ball every is season. like, every ball is like two meters off the ground. It yeah. just zips. It just, it just, it, uh, it defies the laws of physics. Yeah. There's no arc. Everyone was throat. like, God, just hit me in the head. Just hit yeah. me in the level, level head. It's <laughs> over to go to bend down every time. It's like he's been fired out of a gun. Yeah. Um, I got to say, I wouldn't want to come up against him in the playoffs. No, absolutely not. Uh, no matter who, what team you are. Yeah. Obviously, if you're the Eagles. Yeah. But uh, if, for anyone, you don't want to yeah. come up against this Carolina unit. Christian McCaffrey's looking good. Oh, yeah. Getting some play out of DJ Moore. Mm, DJ Moore. Yeah, I watched, yeah, he looked good. And he looked very good. Yeah. And the defense with Luke Keekley. Uh, yeah. Not that many injuries this year like they had last year. Thomas Davis. Thomas Davis still playing. Kirk Coleman. Is Kirk Coleman? Yeah. Is he still there? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. That sounds about right. Yeah. I know Star Lutalele. No longer there. Lutalele. I just like his name. Julius Peppers is still there. Yeah, that's whack. That guy's that guy's insane. He's looking for he's looking for a ring, and he yeah. might get it with this Carolina team. Oh, man. Come on, you know, five and two, five and two. Come on, come on. Too, you... It's Rams and Saints and kids after that. It's Pee Wee football. It's it's CFL for me after Rams Saints. I mean, yeah, you're only one game behind the Saints. I let's, get that. Let's not, I get that. Okay. You know, 
At this point of the season, it's very easy just to chip people in it. Okay, yeah. well, the Saints are definitely going to win their division. Yeah. Um, one game behind okay. them. You, you well, win against they, the Saints they, they, later they, in the year. Yeah. I, I, you know, you, I, yeah. let me tell you something about this yeah. team. <laughs> <laughs> well, the Panthers host the Bucks this week, so that's 6-2. and two. Oh, they're laughing. You're looking really good. Very and, comfortable. Uh, yeah, they'll be around the mark, no doubt about it. Uh, moving on to our next game. Of the Yenna Goods. What a cracker this was. This was, I'm very glad I got this game. Eagles visiting, not visiting, well, I would say visiting, visiting because London is essentially Blake Bortles' home. And uh, yeah, that's his fortress. This uh, this London game, both teams three and four, desperate need of a win. Absolutely. To keep their playoff hopes alive, considering the NFC East and everything that's going on there. And then you've got Andrew Luck and the Colts. Just reminding everyone who they are. Just nipping at the heels. Just three and five. We're Kevin. And uh, you weren't confident, Zach, in your Eagles with Blake Bortles and his London history. Look, Blake Bortles is a garbage quarterback. But yep. for whatever reason, when he checks his passport. Absolutely. And he gets on that flight. It's a different type of cat on that plane. He's a different kid. Yeah. Something happens on that he, flight. I don't know what it is. He walks through Heathrow. Yeah. And he says, this is my yard. Yep. This uh, is my I'm just going to give you some stats for the fans as well at home. In Blake Bortles' last three trips to London, the goat of Wembley is three and zero with a TD interception ratio of eight to one. Holy I mean, shit! Those are Tom Brady type numbers, legitimately. And uh, Jags head coach said, "Hey, I cannot, can't not not play Bortles with those numbers. I cannot play Cody Kessler. All right, I have to How stick with you? my guy. He's undefeated." In his last three outings, and uh, but unfortunately, Honestly, Jags... I think they were thinking about moving to London based <laughs> on this. I don't know if it's the climate. I don't know what it is. Yeah, but uh, unfortunately for the Jags, reality kicked in, and uh, they did go down twenty-four eighteen to the Eagles. Bortles finished with two eighty-six and a TD. He wasn't terrible. No, I actually, man, this yeah. is UK Bortles, mate. Yeah, he UK it. Bortles. He was. He was okay. He was, Lipstick he was, stains on my passport. Yeah, he was holding up his end of the bag. The Jags D. I'm, I'm fed up with this Jags defense. I'm seeing a lot of pointing fingers. Um, particularly from that loudmouth all-pro cornerback who I used to love, Jalen Ramsey, but he's starting to piss me off. Oh, yeah, I'm yeah, watching him. A bit of a stink he's about him. Stupid AHS. mouth guard out. He's calling Barry Church out. He's calling Gibson out from like literally missing open field tackles when he does the same thing. Like I was watching a play and went through a ball to Smallwood, like the running back on a screen, and yep. literally he, Smallwood just ran 40 yards without getting even like even close to him. Alshon Jeffrey had Jalen Ramsey that easily, and I was just like. You call yourself this awesome defense. They haven't done it for weeks. They're three and they five. Really done it all year. Yeah, I mean, yeah, maybe five. against the Pats, but yeah, uh, that, that game was just a wash for the Patriots. Yeah. They've since turned into a dominant. And there was another play. Nelson always. Aguilar had like a first down, then got like an extra twenty yards, and then John Ramsey tackles him out of bounds. He's essentially running out of bounds anyway. Like flips him up, and like you watch yourself, you get out of play. I'm like, he just got a first down. What are you celebrating? Like, like Jalen Ramsey had a pick in the end zone, but I mean, Carson Wentz just threw up a prayer. Um, yep. Later in the game, his touchdown to Ertz. Oh, was it was wicked. gorgeous. Ripped it. Yeah. And look, as a Philly fan, it is great to see Carson mm. Wentz really getting back to his form exactly. last year. I think he's exactly. getting more and more confident every week. Do you Perfect vibe that? Perfect segue. I vibe that. He actually completed 70% of his pass for 286 and three TDs. And uh, he's getting back to that form. That's what we're used to. That's what we're used to seeing. He made this play, this ball. I think he was like in a spin cycle, getting tackled by Calais Campbell. He zipped it yep. to Ertz. It was just <sighs> incredible. I was like, I that's that. the win signer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, so, and as he gets more confidence on yep. uh, on his ACL, yep. get into his knee. Exactly. And we'll see. I don't know. And, we can uh, just get uh, Cheeky another six wins on the trot. Well, Ten and six may win the division. Well, they got a nice, nice little buy this week. And then they actually are hosting Dallas. 
Sunday night after that. So they're sorted. Unreal. Uh, put yeah, them in the, put them in the Super Bowl for me. Batteries. That <laughs> um, that's great. Maybe trade for a uh, running back. We'll be laughing. Exactly right. Uh, moving on, Skipper, you had Seahawks at Detroit. Look, obvious candidate for a stinker. Yeah. Wanted to put it in the yeah, now nah, good based on one man. It is Big Balls Dixon. Michael what? Dixon. Russell Wilson? No, Michael Dixon. The Australian punter. Dixon. Dixon's going to run. Dixon looking for the first down, and he's got it. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding Michael me? Michael Dixon on fourth down, up two touchdowns from his end zone, runs for the first. How about Michael Dixon putting a capper on this game for Seattle with a fake punt? If I was a Lions player, I would have taken him the hell out. I would have, I would have ripped his head off. Well, they should have, but yeah. instead, he gets the he gets the first down, ices the game. The great man, Big Balls Dixon. Ices the game. They're up by two touchdowns. Yeah, but you it know. It's to Stafford. It's, it's not a, Rogers. It's officially over. It's, okay. it's done. It's okay. like, that is it. Instead of giving up the safety, everyone dicks around. Matthew Stafford throws some junkyard TDs. Yeah. No. Michael yeah. Dixon makes things happen. I think he has now officially had a better run than Jared Hayne had in his entire career. For the San Francisco mm, 49ers. Hayne made some pretty big plays in the preseason mm, that I saw. I haven't really seen much of Dixon because I couldn't care less about Seattle and no one should, but it's, it's yeah, it's, it, it was a great play. And I'd love to see his stats actually when we can get him up. But uh, As a punter? Yeah. Apparently he's very good. Yep. Apparently he's very good. Yeah, very good. I don't check the punting stats too closely, but for Michael Dixon, yep. oh, I will have a look. Well, Seahawks visited Detroit. They get a win 28 to 14. Lions only had 34 rushing yards. On the day, which is like Kirion Johnson. I know Kirion Johnson's been playing pretty well this season, but Chaz, like a lot of people, I had Seattle as an eight and eight team this year, right? Yep. Maybe seven and nine, and it looks like that's what they are. Nothing to get really too excited about, yep. but there are a couple of encouraging signs that say maybe they could do better. Maybe sneak a ten and six season in, and who knows where that gets you. But I'll wager you're in a, that, I'll wager anything that doesn't happen. Yeah, but you're in a division that has the Arizona Cardinals and the San Francisco 49ers. Yeah. So that's an easy four wins. Yeah. Right? It should be. So they haven't played either of them yet. Uh, I think they have. But they're still they're sitting at four and three with the yep. potential to go five and three. And then from there, yep. I mean, you, you, yeah, there's lots, there's lots to like about this they're doing team. They're doing better at this point of the yeah, season yeah, than yeah. I thought they would. Yeah. And to be honest, a lot of their issues in the past are, are yep. no longer issues. Their offensive line's playing well. They're yep. getting some... Real play out of the ground game. Chris Carson and Mike Davis uh, racked up 176 yards on the ground. Yeah, really impressive. Only problem I see is with the NFC. I don't think I, don't, I think Seattle, you know, finished with a respectable win loss record. But I think that you're looking at the NFC playoff picture. I mean, you can't you can't tell. Oh, I'm me not that. calling them a threat, Chaz. But I yeah. think at the start of the season, we we kind of had them penciled in as a almost a rebuilding year. Yeah. Whereas okay. it seems like they're they've actually built a defense. Having lost mm. the Legion of Boom, they're, they're, they're still a good defense. Mm. And, you know, they're sitting at four and three, pretty comfortable, better than either of our two teams. Yep. So, well, yeah, we'll, see. we'll wait to see. We'll wait to see. Um, Just stinkers. Moving on to the stinkers. And we'll start with today's game, the Patriots at the Bills, traveling for a matchup that even Thursday Night Football would reconsider televising. Um, the Patriots actually took a while to get going in this game, Zachy Boy. They... Uh, only managed three field goals for the first half. A lot of field goals between the two teams. Yeah. Throwing up more threes than Clay Thompson. Yeah, wowee. I watched those highlights. That was one of the most embarrassing defeats I've seen in a long time in the NBA. The, the Bulls fans, I think they were just enjoying Clay. They forgot that their team was Chicago. 
at one stage because when a guy sinks 14 three pointers, yeah, it is. You don't care who it is. It's on just the team. it's just absurd. And then he wore the headband in the last quarter. I think it was a blood rule thing, or he was trying to be JaVale McGee, but he wore, I think he rocked the headband. It's definitely a nod to JaVale McGee. Yeah. Uh, you've, you've got to think, yeah. right, at that point. Yep. Uh, the NBA show is, you know, We'll work on our, yeah, our it's, hoops it's coming, but it's going to be, it's, it's, it's going to be huge. Yeah. Um, but uh, I think, yeah, the Patriots' first half struggles, I think Brady was figuring out what he wanted for dinner with Giselle or Mark Wahlberg, <laughs> or maybe he was watching the... Game five of the World Series in his helmet. I don't know what he was doing, but uh, he, was, he was doing something else. He was um, chilling out in the first half. Dude, he turned it on the second half. Did you see the block he threw? Did not see that. No. He shuffles a pass to uh, Juliet Edelman. Yeah. And then throws out a block. Third and two. Here's Edelman off the pitch. Brady got leveled. Pats are going to move the chains. <laughs> you know, Brady did get leveled. But I, I mean... What effort by this guy. 19 years, five Super Bowl rings, going against Lorenzo Alexander. He he picks around. Lorenzo picks up. Vet, if, if Brady doesn't make that block, Alexander makes that tackle. Gets wow. completely leveled. But well, that's the avocado ice cream, mate. You can't you can't stop it. Um he finished with 345 off 29 of 45. No TDs or picks. Uh Julian Edelman, our boy, nine receptions, 104 yards. Got uh, on the Bills side of the ball. Derek Anderson, he made sure that he lived up to the Bills' QB standards, throwing a pick six at possibly the worst time in the game. I think yeah. it was about 18-6, to six, and Devin McCourty giving the Pats their first defensive touchdown since 2015. Ah. Incredible. That's a good stat. Stats. Uh, he finished with 22 for 39 off 290. Nathan Peterman actually uh, popped his head up for a few plays. He went two for two off 23 Wait, yards. did he? Yeah, he looked at the stat line. Nathan Peterman came up. And he made some plays, couple, and he put put him in for a couple of trick plays, like a, yeah. a Teddy Bridgewater, uh, like that like Lamar a, Jackson like, situation. Like the QB for the Saints, Hill, Hill seven, yes, yeah, one of the great enigmas of the 2018 season. He, yeah, I don't know what's going on with that guy, but he seems he to be able to is do he a it all. Quarterback? He, is he oh, a he's an athlete. He's just he's an just athlete. A, he's just an athlete. He's a freak. I think um, that the Saints uh, potentially have three better quarterbacks than the Jags and yep. the Giants combined. Yeah, I backed that in easily. Um, so, yeah, obviously, Peterman coming in two for 223, giving uh, Bill's coach, Sean McDermott, a few head scratches because well, when know, he's 100% and he looked good. Uh, but he said, I'm sticking with Derek. Uh, it's, it's an embarrassment of riches at quarterback for the Buffalo Bills when, yeah. you, when you're weighing up uh, Derek Anderson, you know, a, yeah. a, a veteran leader, yeah. and Nathan Peterman, an inspiring young stud. Mm. I mean, where do you lean to yeah. next week? And who do they play next week? Do we know? Uh, I think they have. They have the, if I'm just checking here. And I'm looking. They have the Bears oh. coming to town. One o'clock on Fox. So, Bitch Trubisky should have a few problems. Set the alarm for that one, fellas. With uh, Marcel Darius, if he's still playing there. Uh, I'm not he, too sure. He's playing for Jacksonville. He's playing for Jacksonville. And, uh... Yeah, the Pats are six to two. They got the win. Uh, the Bills fall to two and six, and Patriots well and truly in control as they always are at this halfway mark of the season. It's not fair for the Buffalo Bills. You know, they're one stage for the year, really. Monday Night Football, and they've got to go up against Tom Brady and the Patriots. I know, but as ESPN said, they're renewing the rivalry. Um, renewing the rivalry yeah. as they head to Buffalo to take on Derek Anderson, the and Buffalo the Bills. Bills. <laughs> How could that guy not laugh when he's reading it out? How can he not piss himself? Oh, I reckon that must be like a, seriously. Who wrote this shit? The fifth or sixth take, yeah, of that. Yep. Can we uh, run that again, please. You guys stop laughing as you describe this game. <laughs> Jazz, let's uh, let's quickly move along. We've only got a few more games to go. Uh, Indianapolis gets the win over Oakland, forty-two to twenty-eight. Mm. Oakland fall to one and six. Indian three and five. 
Nip it on the heels of uh, the Texans. I mean, let's not count oh, out yeah. Indianapolis no joke. for the AFC South. They're coming. It was an absolute shootout. Uh, nine yeah. touchdowns scored. Uh, Andrew Luck, looking like a beast as always. 22 for 31. 239 yards, three touchdowns. Stumbling for a moment. Able to elude the sack man. Luck throwing end zone on a run. Was it caught? It's Hilton for the Indianapolis touchdown. Luck brilliantly able to buy himself time. Has his third touchdown pass of the half. The Mac attack in the backfield for the Colts as well had 132 yards oh, and two touchdowns, if you don't mind. Yeah. What a, another he, great running back name. It's like these guys change their name before they get into the league. Mm-hmm. The big the big Mac. Yeah. Get him back there. Mac attack. Return of. Whatever you want. Whatever, however you slice yeah, it, yeah. he's going to make a win. So take, take your pick. Oakland uh, falling to one and six. I thought the Amari Cooper trade might turn things around. Yeah, Unfortunately yeah. not. And the all fire the, sale continues for the, the John Gruden's the players. Mac. Um, yeah, the Raiders, a uh, huge game this Thursday, as discussed, uh, hosting the Niners, CJ Bethad. And Col- the Colts, they're equal with the Jags at three and five in the AFC South. Two games behind the Texans. As we said half. last week, play the podcast from last week. Do not sleep on the Colts. I'll say it again. I'm going to stick through it for the rest of the season. Andrew, right. Andrew Locke is Andrew coming. Andrew Locke. That's I'm coming. Yeah, T.Y. Howland. He's going to go deep T.Y. Got a hit of Ebron. Dante Moncrief. <laughs> He's going to the Jags. Poor guy. Moncrief, Moncrief's career shot. He's not getting any balls. Um, it's very tough. Moving on to a stinker, which I think really should have capped off our stinkers. Uh, the Niners traveling to Arizona for an NFC West showdown of the one and six teams. Really a battle for pride, this one. And I think the only person I felt sorry for during this game was NFL analyst Mark Schlereth, <laughs> who's been stitched up with this commentary game. I Googled that. It took me 20 minutes to find his name. But Mark Schlereth. I love Mark Schlereth. One of the great NFL Live crew members well, on he, this game. He was an offensive lineman, lineman in Denver. In Denver when they Correct. won. And I think he might have won... Another ring with the Redskins at some point. I might, that does sound familiar. I think. And now he is a, he is a guy. Yeah, I love listening to because he just yeah. pops up everywhere on yeah. Fox Sports One on NFL Live. And when I hear him commentating, it's always for these games. Yeah, the one and six. It's the voice Cardinals versus the one and six San Francisco Forty ers in a battle for pride. Yeah. Uh, as soon as I heard Mark Schlereth, I was like, come on, dude. Yeah. Uh, you must be slumming it. Like, get a gig on it. There's something better than this. Very rough. He was trying to sell it. It was just terrible. This game lived up to the minimal expectations that were set throughout the week. Uh, the Cards getting their second win of the season, winning 18-15. Bit of a comeback for the Cards. Oh, it was, though. mate. The big, last up, qu- big last quarter for Niners were up 15-3 with 12 minutes remaining. And the Cards said, we've got to keep Patrick Peters. We've got to keep him around. Yeah. One time left for Arizona. And here is Rosen into the end zone. Touchdown! Christian Kirk! So Bruce Arians had a chat to uh, Lazar Fitz. Bruce Arians um, no longer with the team. Yeah, well, whoever's coaching them. Who's coaching them? Oh, I couldn't tell you. Okay, well, I but thought... But I do know, I do know uh, Leftwich is the offensive coordinator. Oh. <laughs> Not Byron. Byron Leftwich. Byron Bay. Oh. <laughs> He's Jet. Just uh, hitting the green room. Larry Fitzgerald just deserves a freaking Nobel Prize or something for staying with this team. A Nobel Prize? Again, well, an appropriate award. Some sort of established. Give that man an Academy Acknowledgement, exactly, for, for putting up with this crap for so long. Um, uh, a Victoria Cross. Okay, we were finished with the game. Uh, he finished with 102 yards, 
receiving and a TD. Josh Rosen, yeah, 23 for 40. What can you say? Shalom. Yeah, shalom. 252, two Shalom. TDs. Um, on the other side, CJ Bethad had 190 yards, 50% completion percentage, um, rivaling Trubisky. Um, <laughs> and he finished with a TD. So the Niners got a lot to think about. One and seven, <laughs> heading to Oakland. <laughs> heading to Oakland again for a battle of the Bay. Battle of the one and seven. If you're a San Francisco 49ers fan, you've just got to be thankful for the Golden State Warriors, I think. Oh, absolutely. I'll be walking around in San Fran mate, 2019. Can I try this out? Is Jimmy G going to make San Francisco that much better? Or are they actually a bad team? Like, is oh, Jimmy G the difference between them? Pieces bit? around him. But I think if, if Jimmy G's playing, they're at least a, a 500. At least a four, a four and three, three and four. You got to give me that. I mean, if they win two more games this season, I'll be surprised. And then what's Jimmy G worth? Like five wins, maybe. And then there's a few close games. You know, the NFL works. You know, you get eight, eight or nine. But as you know, in their division, the LA Rams, they're not going anywhere. You know, they they they're a very young football team. So, you know, they've got Jimmy G there, their cornerstone. But they got to add some pieces around this tight this guy because they cannot even challenge the Rams with what they've got outside of Jimmy G. Mate, I'm not other... saying Richard Sherman is going to go back to playing when he was 24. I forgot Richard Sherman was still playing for football because... He's kept a low profile at the 49ers. He has. It might no be because one... they're one and seven. Yeah. I think no one's questioning him. You know? No, but he's playing well. He's no playing one. well. No one. Mate, moving along, uh, the New York Jets. Oh, God. Three and five uh, took a loss to the Chicago Bears, who are in complete control of the NFC North at four and three. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Nothing much to say here. Mitch Trubisky avoided a lot of mistakes, which was good to see. Ah, that's that's what, what they've been working on. Uh, just don't fuck it up for us, yeah. please. I yeah. think that's the, the memo <laughs> to Mitch coming down from head coach Bill Nagy. And they handle uh, the visiting Jets, as you should in a game like this. Nothing too much to really report here. No. This is what we expect. The Jets need a lot more pieces around Donald. He's only 21. And yep. he's got to have time to develop. I just think maybe Todd Bowles... Is going to be gone by the end of the season. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, I think, I, yeah, just get the feeling that they like that what they got with Donald. Mm. Todd Bowles has been a good coach, but he's defensively minded, and they want to bring in someone to develop Donald. Maybe Hugh Jackson, <laughs> quarterback. Oh, oh, Todd Haley, offensive mind. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, they are on the market. Maybe they yeah, a lot of lot of different pieces. Um, but very good summary. That's all that game needed. I probably probably too much. And I'm going to finish the stinkies with uh, the Thursday night blockbuster that was uh, Brocktober, the Miami Dolphins at my Texans um, for a, a Thursday night absolute barn burner. Uh, we all know the result. This is old news, but I think it's worth revisiting considering obviously Zach's Ravens lost again, giving me the AFC lead in our AFC competition. I'm now one game ahead. And with Deshaun Watson now lighting up, throwing more touchdowns than incompletions. He was 16 for 20. He did look very uh, good. Uh, for 239 and five TDs. Lamar Miller, huge day against his old side, getting that much-needed revenge against Miami. One of the great storylines of Week 8, Lamar what? Miller's you revenge. Want, you want to talk about revenge. Uh, you talk about Bill O'Brien letting J.J. Yeah. Watt and Jadavion Clowney after the one quarterback that just about cost just, him his job. Yep. Brock of the highest Oswald. Two hungry dogs, Danny Ocean, um, absolutely getting fed on. It was great to see the six foot eight, gorgeous Brock Brock Osweiler. Brock Weiler. Brock Weiler. Not bad. Yeah. I actually had in here Brock Wiener. Ah. Brock Weiler. The Brock Wiener. 
But Brock no. Wallace sounds intimidating. Brock, Lee it does. Will, if yeah. he was a good player, that'd yeah. be a great name. Unfortunately, yeah. Yeah. he hasn't been great. Um, no. Yeah, they're so bad, in fact, that the Texans traded him and a second round pick mm. to the Browns just to get rid just of him. Just to get him out of there. Wow. Um, he finished with 241 passing, no TDs. And it wasn't, it wasn't a, really bad this year for the Dolphins. No, he wasn't. He wasn't terrible. Um, and a pick was Brock Tober. Uh, sad for the Texans. Will Fuller, one of their great receivers, going down with an ACL. Oh, he's an awesome He will miss two. the rest of his season. Um, Mate, almost as sad uh, was the catch that wasn't a catch. Oh, D. Yeah, DH. DeAndre Hopkins. Third down and eight. Watson. Pass downfield. And what a catch. Oh, God. DeAndre Hopkins. Oh. He secured this catch. It may not count, but my gosh. He caught. I, hey. John, oh, my God. He sure God. did. <laughs> I mean, how good is that? It, my was, God. It, was, it was gorgeous. It was, it was meant to be. It was yeah. better than the Odell catch. It was the ass catch. Well, not. It was through know. the legs. It was like the. It was through uh, the legs. Yeah. The Vince Carter slam dunk. 2000. Yeah, dead set. Yeah. That was something, yeah, absolutely that was something right. special. Um, Dolphins, this is a big, this is a big thing. Uh, Ryan Tannehill, reportedly close to throwing balls this week for week nine, but still in doubt. So Brock must be so feeling. If there's doubt, that means there's hope. There's tension, he there's tension in the QB camp. Um, so we'll wait and see how Brock goes through his progressions this week. Um, incredibly, the Dolphins, are, uh, no, they're four and four now with the Patriots when they're two games behind in the ASCs, but they're you know, four and four. They're, they're still relevant. I can't believe I'm saying it, but they're still around the mark. Well, these are two teams that have gone in completely opposite directions since mm. week three. Uh, yep. Dolphins started 3-0. Houston started 0-3. Yep. And now Houston are ahead of them yep. by a game. And Correct, Mundo. A bit of math there for yeah, you. A bit of math for if you're, the If you're kids. a Miami fan, really quickly, do you uh, want to see Ryan Tannehill ever again after this season? Because you've had six absolutely. years with him. Absolutely. You've had six years with him, Chaz. But he's good enough, you know. With the QB what market, have they done? he's good enough. You've never been to the playoffs. But they can still win a game in Foxborough in week, in week three. For me, that that's, is all that's I would success need. for you. I'm like, we can knock them off. we got Kenyon Drake. We, could, just, we could do, you know, uh, we could pull off an upset. We're not on the do drive here, I was imagining what it would be like to watch an NFL season where the Jets and the Dolphins were competitive and the Patriots yeah, won. No, I've never seen it. Just like what, what, like, what world would that be? Yeah. Well, that'll happen in two years when the Patriots... Like when was the Tom last Brady time, does someone else. When was the last time the Dolphins went to the playoffs and won a game? Um, bloody, yeah, you know, they've been in the wild card. They played the Bengals, I think. When? Oh <laughs> three. We are really Chad Pennington days. We're really going back here, <laughs> believe. But yeah. They, they Jack haven't Pennington actually done. played for the Jets. He did, but he no, he played for the night. He played for the Dolphins. as well. Uh, he did play for the Dolphins later on. So, um, well, this is devolving. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's, uh, that, that wraps up our games. That's the games. What a slate! What a slate! As always, Chaz, uh, like the great Michael Dixon, sometimes we like to have a punt. Though actually, this week he literally didn't punt. He Good ran stuff. for the first down, but we still. You, Chaz, uh, obviously you took the loss. We talked about it earlier in the pod. Uh, me, on the other hand, uh, yeah. I wake up. It's 6 a.m. Monday morning. Charlie's texting me. He says, I'm feeling good about my multi. What have you bet? And I've realized, boneheaded move. Holy smokes. I'm standing here without a bet. Yeah, I've got to jump on the app, make sure I get something out before the next slate of games start. Yeah. I open my sports 
uh, sports bet account, uh, 365, whatever I'm using. And I'm going to get five bucks. And I'm lying in bed next to my girlfriend. And I'm like, if she catches me depositing money at 6 a.m., gambling next to her in the bed that is so sacred. Mm. Oh, I could be in the real, I could be in the doghouse here. I absolutely be in the doghouse. I had to be very discreet about it. Mm. I decided to only bet the fiver. I walk out the door. Did not feel confident. Chaz, did not feel confident. But I bet on the Rams to win, the Colts to win, and the Vikings to score two or more touchdowns. Yeah. And that may sound a little conservative because it was, but who is currently sitting on a sweet $11.40 in the account? I'm putting it all on black this week, Chaz. I'm going to back KC. I'm going to back the Chargers. And I'm going to. All head to head? Yeah, most of them head to head. I might check out the line. I'm not 100% sure on the line. Uh, I like KC plus eight and a half away against the Cleveland Browns coming out of disarray. I don't think they're going to be playing hard for Greg Williams. And KC just can't be stopped by anyone. Uh, Love it. Love the Vikings. Yep. They need a win. They're thirsty for a win going up against a hapless Detroit Lions of late. And the Chargers on the road. Probably the one that I'm feeling the most... Anxious about. I wouldn't be concerned at all. Going to Seattle. No, but I think they're I think getting they, two yeah. points, and I'm going to take. Mate, you're points. winning on. You, you've got your winnings. Yeah, the first in first and under history to I'm win still, a multi. I am chasing sensational achievement. I get all that, but you're the first to win. It's a great achievement, a great honor. Um, I personally thought I would have got there, but not to be. But mate, this multi this week is very foolproof. Good. Very, very foolproof. Six legs. It's now eight weeks into the season. We can actually kind of understand where teams are. I think I think, yeah. I, I think that's a fair assessment. Well, we could say training wheels off now, Chaz. Exactly. We take the training wheels off. Um, let's kick it off. I've got some nice little uh, big win, little wins. I've got the New Orleans Saints uh, by one to 13 points hosting LA. So this will be a cracking game. I think the Saints get the job done in a close one. Uh, that's at one to 13. It's 267 odds. Uh, then I've got the Minnesota Vikings hosting Detroit just to win head to head. The Panthers. Great minds. I was going to go the line uh, minus seven. I think they were hosting the Bucks, but I just do not trust Fitzmagic after what he did to me last week, mentally scarring me and ruining uh, my multi. So Carolina head to head. Carolina head to head. It is against Fitzmagic. Against Fitzmagic. A division uh, foe. I've got the Chargers as well. I like Philip Rivers going to Seattle. I think Seattle cannot keep up with them. I've had a week off um, on offense. I think the Chargers are fresh. Then I've got the Patriots by 1-13 to 13 hosting Green Bay Sunday Night Football. I think it's going to be a close one. It'll be a high-scoring affair. But You're betting against I'm Aaron, Aaron Rodgers. Absolutely. Happily in Foxborough. I'm trusting Brady every so day you, of the week. You want the Patriots to win and your team to go 3-4-1. and four uh, and 3 one. and 4-1. and one. Yep, that's fair. We, we, we pencil this in as a loss anyway, I think, after the Rams loss especially. I think we, we've got enough um, relatively mediocre games to finish the year. So I'm not too stressed about that. I think I'll half take... an hour ago you were talking about how good it is to um, be a cheese head and yeah. how much you bleed green and yellow. Yeah. Um, and my final one, I have the Chiefs host, uh, at Cleveland at minus seven and a half. I think they get that one quite easily. So that is a I total. You get sports, mate. You got better odds than me. Yeah, that's a total win. The winnings of 315 with a $5 input, $63 odds. Um, so that looks bloody 63. good, mate. 63 odds what? for that. Yeah. The old multiplier. Yeah. Yeah, well, without powered, it's two fifty three. But the power play, I get the multi power play because uh, <laughs> they, they don't understand. They don't understand how, how good this is. This multi, so they've well, given it to me. Nuffies, but they've given it to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, where'd I put the cash? The absolute nuffs. Too much. Won't fit in the wallet. Put so, it all on black. Just transfer me. So, oh, that just about wraps yeah. us up, Chaz. I reckon for uh, week eight. Yeah.
Storming we, towards uh, mid, yeah. the midway point. This is the midway point. It Between is. week eight and week nine is the midway yeah. point. And we're going to have a great time in Noosa watching this uh, these week nine games. They'll be absolute Holy crackers. Uh, we'll be able to get a lot of content, get a fresh take up in Noosa. Uh, wish us luck for the try. We will smash it. We've done we'll no be dominating. Training. Zero dominating. And, uh, Zero training. Zero training. Um, but uh, it will be eventful. That's one word I'll use. How many tins do you want to have on Friday? Yeah, I think Friday, Saturday will be hard. 27 degrees forecast. Jay, if anyone, if anyone stops me from buying a slab of middies and just sit there. This is true. In the pool. They're M and her family because they're doing the full thing. Aren't going out in the sun Friday, Saturday at risk of dehydration and heat exposure. Not touching the syphosis. <laughs> so, well, we're there. Yeah, lost. Huge call. I mean, look. Yeah, well, you're wasting I respect it. Yeah, you're wasting a weekend. This is a weekend of light. Exactly. They don't come around every Exactly. So, wish us luck. We'll be sure to smash it. And uh, another great week ahead. See you next week.